155, I believe it is, of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. So, ladies and gentlemen, take your places at your tables. The candles are lit, the band is playing, and the fourth shielded dome above us slides apart, revealing the dark and swollen sky, hung with ancient light of livid, swollen stars. I can see that we are in for a fabulous evening's apocalypse. Nice. That's from uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, actually, it's from, it's from the book, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Mm. But it's, it was in the BBC miniseries of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in the 80s. Yeah. Which was also in the BBC audio play. I love that shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 I was in a hitchhiker's kind of mood today. I was like, what's a good... What, what can I pull from hitchhiker today? Nice. Yeah. So I thought... I thought I'd go old school with the old school BBC clip and found that. I thought, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So how, how are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Stayed an extra night. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm good. The, uh, <laughs> the ice and snow apocalypse that was. Yeah, I came back to it. I, I didn't get anything out there. So. Rain. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a bit, of, I had a bit of snow and I had to lay down a good bit of salt. Yeah. Because of, uh, I mean, there was clearly like a, a layer like an ice layer, like a snow ice layer that I couldn't quite crack with a shovel. Yeah, I, I from what I understand, we got a lot of ice. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, like Thursday night, like it, the temperature dropped quick. Yeah. Like it was like in the 40s, like all day, mm-hmm. and just raining all day. <laughs> And you were just like, oh, this is going to get bad real fast. I can feel that. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily, I mean, that wasn't until late night. And then, you know, when I woke up, I looked outside, and it was, you know, snowy. But uh, Nancy was off, so she didn't have to travel. And, you know, I worked. So, I mean, fuck it. And today, I out there shoveled the snow. Yeah. The ice. Yeah, they said there was a lot on the cars. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Like, last night, I went out just to try to clear off the cars. And, like, it was, like, you know, like a, a, a glazing of ice. Yeah. You know, you were like, ugh. That's enough to lock the... Yeah. You know, not lock, but um, seal the doors. And Oh, yeah. I, I had a little bit of a difficult time getting the door open. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm always concerned because I've had cars where, like, I've forced it open like that. Mm. And then, like, the the, the 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 hinge doesn't work properly. Like, the... Because there's, like, that, that little bar and then there's, like, the clasp that goes over it to kind of hold the door in place. Yeah. That clasp, like, doesn't work right, like, while it's cold. Right, right. Yeah, you, know, you gotta, like, go with a, a fucking, uh... Uh... Hair dryer fucking 
warming up. Warming up to get it to class properly and shit. Like one year I had that happen. I was at work and I'm driving home holding the door shut. Yeah, I remember them days. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually older cars. Yeah. Yeah, it probably doesn't happen as much in newer cars, but like, I mean, that that car was like a 73 Oldsmobile or some shit, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And those doors were heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so otherwise, well, wasn't that bad. There's a pain in the ass to shovel one, and like I said, I mean, I, like, I had like a, a 40 pound <laughs> bag of salt out halfway through. I pretty much used the rest of it trying to like just get the shit melted. Yeah. You know. So. Nice. Yeah, I didn't really encounter any problems. We got some snow in, up in the mountains there a little bit, but it didn't, wasn't really land. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but I wanted to, I figured I'd do it in daylight versus night. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? So, so I just slept in and came back today. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's about it. So... I'm curious. I'm curious. Like, I don't know how much time you have. I mean, I know you spend the most majority of your day at work. Mm-hmm. But like, have you found any cool places to eat where you're working at now? Um, like I'm sure you're not hitting like an arcade or something. But like, you know, no, nah, there's nothing. Like I get done at like seven thirty. Yeah. So it's kind of a rough time to you know. Yeah. A lot of places are closing. I did hit. I've hit this diner a couple times out there. Yeah. Um, it's so weird out there. There's a diner on one side of 30 and then there's a diner on the other side of 30. Mm-hmm. This isn't double 30. This is two right. lane 30. Right. So there's only two lanes. And there's never anybody at this one diner, but there's always people at this other diner. So I went to the pe- diner with the people in it. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And... Uh, <clears throat> So I went there, and uh, first night, I had uh, breakfast. Yeah. Because diners always serve breakfast. Yeah. Any time of day, usually. And it was a $10 breakfast. Yeah. Um, but it was worth every penny of it. That's good. Yeah, it was good. good. It was just a standard, you know, eggs, bacon. Yeah. Uh, pancakes. That kind of deal. Yeah. Home fries. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, and, uh, then I had it again, like two days later. Yeah. And I went back and I got a chef salad there. It was huge. Yeah. It was like nine bucks, but it was just a huge salad. Right. Um, and I was pretty impressed with that. Right. A lot of meat, two full eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of the old large king salads. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Do you remember yeah. the king salads yeah. back in the day? How big the it was like? Yeah, they were sort of like a fucking platter. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it was a huge bowl. You know? Yeah. Um. So I was pretty impressed by that. Um. So I don't know. I may I may go back again. I mean, they have a variety of stuff. Right. You know, it's diner food. So I mean, it's right. They have omelets and 
all the breakfast items you can imagine. And then, you know, on the flip side, they have dinners and right. like hot roast beef, hot turkey, that and, kind of shit. And a good solid Salisbury steak. Yeah, and they have yeah. like sandwiches and burgers. and I mean, there's a lot of yeah. variety. Price is okay, you know? Yeah. And I get a booth. Um, just down and eat my meal. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good place. Atmosphere's good. There's all kinds of TVs. There's sports on all the time. It's yeah. a bar too, but bars now, there's only like, nine. I've been in there twice and there's like three people at the bar. Yeah. But that's midweek, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, really haven't really, there's a place inside the hospital that I eat. Um, and it's also a restaurant. I, I'm interested in going to the restaurant. Yeah. But in the, you know, where I work, they have, um, they make like, you know, pre-made hoagies and sandwiches and fresh chicken and tuna salad and, you know, stuff like that. They make cheese. Yeah. Like little cheese things. Make cheese pepperoni. Yeah. Um, soups. Yeah. General Tso's chicken. I mean, they have everything. and, And then they have a, cold food section that you can warm up in the microwave right pretzel bites and shit like that yeah the hoagies that I've had there are really good and like the prices are very good yeah um I think I paid two ninety nine for a hoagie yeah it's like yeah six you know, eight inches yeah and they have you know a little thing of pasta salads like a dollar fifty yeah very reasonable right um so the food versus going to the cafeteria right um but I usually just go there just because I find the prices are good and the food's better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I did that. and uh, so But they have a restaurant, too. I like to go to the restaurant and yeah. get their food because their food there is phenomenal and it's prepackaged. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, and then I get breakfast every morning at the hotel, so. Yeah. I, um, you know, I'm eating. The, the old continental breakfast there. Yeah, but I'm eating breakfast. Which I never did. Yeah. Um, it's a long ass day, though. Yeah, and that's what I figured. So I eat uh, mostly protein. I don't eat, like, biscuits and gravy and... Yeah, heavy I, stuff. I don't get waffles. Yeah. Um, it's usually just eggs and a sausage or bacon yeah. or something like that. Um, Bagel all, action. No. No? No carbs. No, no, I don't do any carbs in the morning. No. A little schmear of cream cheese. No, nothing. No. Now, I used to do bagels, but yeah. uh, I find that the, I don't know, protein gets me going. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just works for me. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, after I eat lunch, you know, it's usually a sandwich or chicken salad or something like that. Yeah. Um, or a salad. Um, you know, by dinner, I'm kind of full. Because I'm not used to eating... Three meals a day. No, I'm, I'm a one-meal-a-day guy, usually. Yeah. And uh, so I've been eating my three meals. So by dinner time, uh, you know, I'm f- kind of full. Yeah. Like, I don't really want anything that big. So Right. Um, so hopefully that's changing my metabolism <laughs> as well. Right. Um, yeah, but also, I mean, it's a long, like I said, it's a long-ass day that you're putting in. Yeah. So, like, having that, like, if you were to skip breakfast, you would be ravenous by lunch. Correct. You know, so you got to get that breakfast in, even if it is something small. Yeah. And usually it's just a couple scoops of eggs and a couple yeah. sausages. And orange juice. I drink yeah. orange juice every morning. Um, 
but that's a far cry for me because I never, yeah. I never did that in my whole life. I've never eaten breakfast. Yeah. Um, unless I was making it for lunch. Usually. Yeah. Um, or special occasions I wake up and make breakfast for the family. Right. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's an adjustment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm having to learn how to do new, you know. Getting adjust. a new routine. Yeah, it is a new routine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and usually I'm in bed by 10. Um, yeah. Because working eight hours or 10 hours is easier on four or five hours of sleep versus working 12 hours. Yeah. 12 and a half. Yeah. And uh, on four or five hours. Yeah, that's... It's, it's totally different. Yeah. So I make sure I get rest and... Yeah. Yeah, so it's been pretty good. And uh, I think I told you I got a Roku. Yeah. So that's been working out. Um, Ellie's going to hook up my Switch. So I'll have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going pretty good. Good. Hotel in Best Western, I can't, had no complaints. It's clean. I mean, that's what I look for. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, yeah, I mean? exactly. So I'm just opting to stay there. Yeah. Um, there's a True by, it's called True by Hilton, I think. Yeah. It's like fucking upper crust. Oh, yeah. Which I would, but it's like $100 more. Right. And, uh, but it's like, it is upper crust. I mean, <laughs> in the world of hotels, I guess. I mean, it's not the Embassy Suites or anything. And there are more expensive hotels there than yeah. True. Oh, yeah. But I like the fact that True, I guess True has, uh, you know, hardwood floors and no carpet. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Easier to clean. Yeah. It's my kind of hotel that I would probably stay in. Right. Um, just because of the cleanliness factor. It's rated like a 9.8 on cleanliness. Right. Um, but I've had no problems here. Yeah. I mean, everything's perfectly clean and it's quiet. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cheap. Yeah, like, I, when, it's like funny, like, Every once in a great while, they would ask us, like, hey, can we put you up in a hotel because we're expecting inclement weather? And there's a hotel, like, right across the street from where my office used to be. Yeah. Now, they're connected to a hotel. Mm. But, um, you know, so it was like, we'll put you up at the hotel across the street and, uh, you know, you can come into work the next morning to open. Yeah. Yeah, sure, whatever. The only thing that sucked is, like, you'd go in there. I mean, you know, I'd get done at 10 o'clock at night. Right. You know, I've got to get up at 6 in the morning to be there for 7. Yeah. You know, or 5.30, you know, if I, if I wanted to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, it always put you up in, like, this, like, you know, this suite. Mm. You know, like, it would have, like, a, a little kitchenette and a little kitchen table and, like, a living room section. The TV, like, spun so like it could be facing the, the the living room area or the bed, you know, what we, yeah. you know, the bed. And I was like, eh, this, I mean, this is putting them out of a dollar bill or two. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Whereas if you put you know put put up to me, you know, I'd be staying down at the Holiday Inn, right, right, you know, down at Forty Eight, that you know, all shady looking. Yeah, this my room has like a king or queen bed 
and uh, you know, TV it does have a living room section. It has a big couch in there. Yeah, uh, which I'm I've never sat on because <laughs> that's yeah. Um, but it does have a couch, desk, um, refrigerator, and microwave, a coffee maker. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice. It's not like there's a place there called. Um, Oh, what is the name of this place? Anyway, I can't remember. But it has, it's nice. Yeah. It has like a living room and a, and a bedroom and then it has like a kitchenette. Yeah. And it's all, you know, stove. And, yeah. yeah. It's all nice. Oh, it's it's funny. It's good for people that stay there five days a week. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I'm only there three days a week. Yeah. I mean, literally. But it's funny, like, I, I remember like, okay, so like, I've been staying, like, the few times I've stayed at a hotel for work, I was staying at like the you know, this I'm not gonna call it swanky, but it was like it was it, it was a businessman special. Like it, it was like you said, this is for somebody who's like staying at this place for like a week at a time. Yeah, this was like perfect. You know. Yeah. Well, when Nancy's nephew got married, you know that was. The reception was at a hotel, and you know you spend the night at the hotel. We chose to spend the night at the hotel because Nancy was getting wasted. I'm like, I'll just drive home. She's like, No, we're staying at a hotel. We're being classy. I'm like, Okay. Well, we ended up with like this hotel room. It was like next to the elevator. <laughs> it was no joke. It was like the size, like half the size of your dining room, with like two. Two beds in there, like a like, ship's cabin. Yeah, like a ship's. Ca- it was on, like it had like eighteen inches of walking space. Uh-huh. Like the TV was like right up against the bed. I'm like, what the? This is horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, who would stay in this? Why are we staying in this? How did we get stuck in this little shithole? You know. Yeah. It was like the worst room I've ever stayed in. But it was like this really nice hotel. I had h- much higher expectations. And yeah. got like like shit on at this like very swanky hotel. Yeah, you're like third class on that Titanic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm stewage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with the rats. Yeah, like holy hell! Like the view was like right there at the dumpster. You know, yeah, like the one the one window we had. You know, yeah, yeah. That's oh, oh that's awful. Oh yeah. <clears throat> There's the cheapest hotel there. They, everyone said to just stay away from it. And I went by. It's an old travel lodge from the 50s. Oh. <laughs> and it's full of shade. There's like, oh, oh, yeah. Don't stay there. Like, like, like something tells me like there'll be like a, a 1 a.m. knock at your door. And someone yeah. looking to see if you want any entertainment. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, it looks like there should be a boxing gym in the basement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Old Mickey's there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, honey, you need any entertainment tonight? Yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know. It has vibrating beds, probably. Yeah, exactly. Put the quarter in. Yeah. Yeah, so... <coughs> um, so, yeah, I stayed away from there, and then I just happened upon this Best Western. Yeah. But, you know, it's not the Ritz, but... Yeah. It's clean. Yeah. It's it's good for your needs is what's important. Yeah. I mean if like I said, if I was there five days a week 
Um, I would need probably a kitchenette or something like that. And more important, like you're spending like what two, maybe three waking hours in there. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like, you know, you get out of work, you go grab a bite to eat, you go back to the hotel, you watch a little TV, you go to bed. Yeah, the nice thing about it is, what I like about it is, uh, I don't know, I guess I get to sleep. I mean, like, yeah. I don't have to get up. Like, here, I get up around 4.30, quarter to 5. Yeah. To get ready to go. Right. Now, I don't have to wake up till 6. Yeah. Uh, the place I work is three minutes away. Yeah. Three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really have to leave till 6.35. Yeah. 6.40. Yeah. You know yeah, what so I mean? It's like, you know, day and night when it comes to like... Well, that's the thing. It's like, also too, it's it's like... And you wouldn't think that make a difference, but it actually does. Oh, yeah. Because I, I don't... Like, there's all that wasted time. Yeah. Like, I'd have to leave here by, you know, 5.30, quarter to 6, working in Oakland. Yeah. And then I'd have to catch a shuttle, and then yeah. I'd have to punch in at 6.30, 6.35. 30, but I'm up at f- quarter to 5. I mean, quarter to 5. Yeah. 4.30. Yeah. Now, that's an extra hour and a half that... I saw somebody said... You know what I mean? Like... Uh, that you should be paid for your commute time. Yeah. That's not free time. And especially with where you like you used to work. Because mm. you have to get there and then catch a shuttle... Right. ...to actually get to work, which is another half hour drive depending on traffic. Right. You know? So, I mean, like, that's your time. But you're giving it to the company for free. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like a commute, like, anybody who has a commute, like, of any type, like, even, like, with me, like, if I was going to work right now, it's, it's probably a 15, 20-minute drive. Right. But still, so, I mean, that means I'm, I'm leaving my house at, like, you know, quarter to one to be there for one thirty. Right. You know, because I, I want to get to work a little early so I can do what I have to do, take, take, a, take a piss, take... Get something to drink, you know, get myself ready for the day. So it's not like just like I get in, I clock in, I start my day. There's shit that, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. And everybody does that, you know. So it's like this whole thing of like, like, like for you, it was, like, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. That, that's an hour and a half of your time lost. Yeah. You're not getting paid for that. Right, right. But that's the expectation, though. Right, right. You know what I mean? And that, that's, that's bullshit. And then <clears throat> to get done... What if you miss that shuttle? When's the next one coming through? You, what, you gotta wait, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. You know, come, come on, man. Chop, please. <laughs> that's my time. I'm done. I want to go home. Right, and that's the thing, too, is like, it's, it's it's catching that shuttle in the afternoon is the worst. Yeah. Because, like, they're supposed to run every 10 minutes, but it turns into like 20 or 25. Yeah. I'm like, if I miss that 4.30, then I might not get another shuttle for another 20-some minutes. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're standing around with twiddling your thumbs for a half hour. Yeah, because if I parked in town, I'd be done. Yeah, I'd be gone. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, that's the that's the that's like the bullshit of it all, you know. Like yeah. it's like ridiculous, like when you think about it, like you know. But that's like considered like common, like you know, yeah, that's just how things work. Deal with it. 
Well, no, because, you know, you don't take into account that, you know, for the average person, two extra hours of their day, mm. gone. Eight hours of work, two hours of commute. Right. That's ten hours of your day. That wasn't that hour wasn't like fun, right? Right. You know that two hours that you spend commuting that's not fun time. You're not enjoying yourself, right? Right. You know, I don't want to be stuck in traffic. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, indeed. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So what you got? Oh my. Actually, some some very interesting stuff. Um, I'm going to start with this because it's kind of local, but I I find it interesting to a certain extent. So, Thad's favorite football player, Juju Smith-Schuster. It's become apparent that he's probably not going to re-sign the Steelers this year. He's he's signed a one-year deal last season. Um, he's going into free agency this year. The cap is expected to dramatically go up uh, this year with a lot of teams who have a lot of money to spend. And he's a commodity. Say what you will about him and his antics with like TikTok and whatnot, which, by the way, seem to have calmed down a tad bit. Yeah. You know, but um, either way, I, I, as a football player, I've had nothing but the utmost respect for him. Actually, as a person, I've actually had no- He seems like a decent human being. Right. He's just... Football is not his only interest. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that. Yeah. You know, to an extent. Um, but you can't let those other interests become a distraction. Right. Which I think he's learned. Yeah. But one of the things he talked about was the lack of amenities in the Steelers' locker room. Okay. Which I find interesting because, like, these colleges... They spend millions and millions of dollars on these facilities for these kids mm-hmm. to as an attraction. For the main reason is the coach doesn't want them to leave the facility. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, if I can keep you on in this facility voluntarily, fifteen hours of your day, that's fantastic. Right, because you're under my thumb. Yeah, you know, and those amenities like, they, they, like they have, you know, they have rooms for PlayStation or Wii or what, what, whatever the fuck they're doing. They've got all sorts of like attractions. Plus, like the locker rooms, like fucking light up. It becomes a fucking disco in there and shit. Like it, it's it's a like ridiculous. You know, like the amount of amenities that these these facilities have, and particularly the locker rooms. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, well, that's just to attract college kids. It has to keep them in, in, in-house. Once you get to the NFL, I don't see where that would be a big deal because you're there to put in your 9 to 5 and go home. Right. You're an employee now. Right. Like, I don't care what the amenities are. But Juju's talking about, like, well, one of the things I'm looking at are, you know, the Steelers, they, they still have fucking wooden locker rooms. Like, we're, we're, you know, I'm looking to go someplace where they've invested in the amenities of the locker room and stuff, which is like, what what kind of amenities are you looking for, buddy? Yeah. Like, are you looking for that college experience? Because, I mean, I mean you, you came from USC where, I get it, you know, they have a multi-million dollar facility. Right. right. You know, I, 
the UPMC Sports Complex isn't that old. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't see J.J. Watt and fucking uh, Cameron Hayward, like, sitting there going, like, man, I, I, I wish uh, we had cooler facilities. Yeah. You know, something that, like, like how, how much of that is important, like, even to a younger generation of pro football players, like, I want something that sparkles and shines and, and, and you know, whereas, you know, it's not just me coming to work. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds kind of princessy to me. But I, I, I think I, I can see this because because that's the expectation. Like, like one of the big digs that you know in Cincinnati is like they don't have an indoor facility. They're still practicing. That they're practicing right now before the Super Bowl in the middle of a snow and ice storm underneath a highway. Really? Yeah. They they do not have an indoor facility like the other 31 teams in the NFL have. Wow. Yeah. Like, I can see where, like, I would be like, man, you know, in Cincinnati, there are four seasons. Yeah. And it gets fucking cold. Yeah, yeah. You know, the last thing I want to be doing is being outside in the middle of December practicing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that shit's cold. Like, they should be inside for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like... I can see where that would turn off players. And it has for a very long time. You know, they have they don't draw a free agent. They're almost, they're notoriously cheap, but they they don't draw major free agents like other teams do. Like even like even bad teams will get a good free agent. Right. Like, the Jaguars will draw somebody, no matter how bad they are. Yeah. Just because it's Florida, it's nice, they have an indoor facility, they you know, but it's like this question of like what do the rest of the facilities have to be like? How, how, how many shiny things do you have to have to draw some of this younger talent now mm-hmm. and make them stay? Because their experience in college was much different than what an NFL locker room is. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just don't know what he wants. What's his expectation? Let me, let me pull up the article here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because he... Um, the Steelers are working on trying to get out of the wooden locker rooms, Smith Schuster said. Heinz Field was opened in 2001 and renovated in 2007, but there's no denying it was not built with the future and luxury in mind. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have been playing at AT&T Stadium since 2009. It was built at a cost of $1.3 billion, right at five times what Heinz Field cost back in 2001. Um... This is the first time this has come up, but it does raise an interesting point. College players are coming out of settings where schools dish out big bucks to accommodate players, and this is something that they come to expect. The facilities at USC where Smith-Schuster are are more modern and updated than the Steelers who have kept things very old school. Um, Smith-Schuster, didn't hold back and praise at a Cowboys setup and even took a shot at more data facilities at Heinz Field. So, like, yeah, it's like a weird thing. Like, like to me, like, Heinz Field, like, I know the past two seasons they, they've held 
preseason camp there. Yeah. Out of necessity because they couldn't be in the same facility as Pitt. Okay. So they let Pitt have the South Side facility and they had their preseason camp at Heinz Field. Okay. Um, you know, that, that's because of COVID. So I could see where maybe you'd say, man, the Heinz Field's not built for this. Right. It's not built to have us here this many days a week, this long of a time, mm. whereas the South Side facility is. But still, like, like, what are you expecting out of a locker room then? Right, right. And, like, is that going to be something that young, the younger generation? Because, again, like you said, like, I, I've, I've watched, like, walkthroughs of, like, Oklahoma's facility, Texas's facility, Alabama, you know, Florida State, Clemson. You see these places. They are fucking palaces. Yeah, yeah. You know, with deep pockets, spending lots of money. That You know, and even, like, they'll have, like, their practice facility, and then there's a stadium, and the stadiums are completely, like renovated with like all this high tech gadgetry and and stuff like for your game day experience. And it's like like I said, like I mean, you know, some of these fucking like I, I watched I think it was Florida. It looked like a fucking disco in there with the way the lights were blinking and you know the music was playing. I was like, what is this a dance club? No, it's their fucking locker room. <laughs> you know? What the fuck? You know? Yeah. And so I just I wonder like, as a younger generation is coming in, and they, they've been catered to by the colleges mm-hmm. as much as they have. Like, is this something that this NFL is going to have to adjust to? Right. Like, and how, like in, in how many teams have already kind of gotten ahead? Like, something like Dallas has already gotten ahead of that curve a wee bit. Right. But how many other teams, like, how many teams, like... I mean, Cincinnati has to build a fucking indoor facility before they can even catch up with everything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, other teams, like, I mean, even, like, Green Bay, like, <laughs> Green Green Bay is the funniest fucking thing. They get changed at, at Lambeau Field, and then they have to drive over to the practice facility, which is, like, a couple blocks away. Really? Yeah. Like, it's, like, this odd, like, so, like, if I'm if I'm an NFL player, if I'm a young NFL player, if I'm a 20, 24 year old free agent, twenty five year old free agent, and I'm like, yeah, I ain't going. I drive. What, what do you mean? I got to drive to the practice facility from from Lambeau Field? That's stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know. But yet, that's there are other people who like veterans, who will tell you that's that's the, the joy of playing for the Packers is like, because like if you ever look at Lambeau Field, it's like in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the oddity of Green Bay. It's like it's like it looks like it's like there's they're in the middle of Glassport, and all of a sudden there's Lambeau Field. <laughs> nice. And like you'll see, like I've seen videos of like like Aaron Rodgers in, in the 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 uh, the bed of like a pickup truck, like like you know one of his buddies in the offensive lines like driving the practice. Nice. You know, and there's like kids like on bicycles like. Riding beside them, like with their cameras, like taking pictures of them and shit. Well, that's kind of the magic of Green Bay, right? Exactly. Like I it. Mean, is. I yeah. mean, it's like hometown feel that people own the it, Packers. Yeah, it's an extremely small town feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like this, like aw- this oddity where, like, 
okay, like to, to like you and me, like that's like the 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 essence of football almost, you right. know. Friday night lights up. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. And like, you know, you know, here here's your multi million dollar quarterback in the back of a pickup truck being driven to practice. Yeah. You know? And whereas like, you know, a twenty four year old kid might be like, Yeah, no, that that ain't happening. Right. You know, I'm going to LA. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like is is that how that shit works now? You know? I don't know. I, you know. Yeah. I think that's a neat thing about Green Bay though. You know what I mean? Like that's Yeah. I don't know. That's what football should be. Yeah. And and really, I mean that's what it should be. Well, I mean they had the tradition like for like training camp where again, like they change at Lambeau, and then like little kids will give them their bikes to ride to practice. Really? Yeah. Like it's like this, like that's like one of those like amazing traditions of Green Bay. That's cool. Yeah, it's like, like it's shit like that, and like I mean, even like, I, you know, I, I mean, well, we don't have traditions like like that. You know, I I, I don't see like. The Steelers like in, installing like dance floor lighting in the locker room anytime soon. I don't see him getting rid of the wood. No, what's wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't. I, I mean, look at the traditions of Notre Dame. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's football. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, oh yeah, I, 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 mean, I can't deny that. Like yeah, yeah. I mean like. It's just tradition. I mean, that's, that stadium is a shithole. But yet, you know, it's Notre Dame Stadium. Don't you dare yeah. speak ill of it. Yeah. You know. You're going to hell. Yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, I, I don't see the Steelers getting rid of their <clears throat> wood lockers. I think that's kind of a nice touch on a fucking cement steel building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I've I've had the privilege of like I've taken the tour of the state now. I mean I took this tour. I want to say. Two thousand eight, maybe. Okay. <laughs> you know, like I went. I was there for a draft. Like they, they used to have. When it ha- when they had to draft like in like April. Like it was, it was a two day draft. I would go on Sundays down the Heinz Field, for the draft party, mm-hmm. and like they had the draft on the big board. And then, like, you did, like, autograph signings, and there was all sorts of other shit going on. And yeah. But they would give you tours of the facility. And you so you had to tour the pit and the Steeler locker rooms. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember thinking to myself, fuck, those are beautiful. Yeah. Like, I would love, you know, like, I remember, like, I, I always thought, like, we had nice lockers when I played high school football. Because they were wooden, like, I could sit back in it. You know, like there were some amenities. Like I look, I look back now, and like that probably couldn't keep up with it because I, I, you know, now even as a high schooler, I'd like, well, I need someplace to plug in my electronics. Yeah. You know, you know, I need uh, uh, some place to keep that stuff where you know, I know it's not going to be stolen. You know, shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. There, 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 there have probably been evolutions, but like for like 1988, <laughs> you know, yeah. I needed two shelves. And, you know, someplace to hang my pants, you know, and, you know, a chair. That was it. And I thought the lockers were were pretty fucking nice for 1988. Sure. You know, for, 
a podunk high school. Yeah. You know? So, like, it, it amazes me, like, the evolution of that to, like, yeah, this really nice wooden locker, and it doesn't cut it. Yeah. And I'm not saying this like a thing about, I'm not saying this about Juju Smith-Schuster, because I think he's a product of what the colleges have done. Right. But, like, at the pro level, I feel like, how much that do you really need? You're, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. You know. You're lucky you got a TV. <laughs> you know. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I had that. And that was, uh, I thought, rather interesting. And then, um. I'm just gonna flat out ask you, how much do leaf blowers bother you? Leaf blowers. Yeah. Uh, they don't. Okay. Why? Like, does anybody in the neighborhood have a leaf blower? Do you know? I have one. You have one. Yeah. Okay. Gas powered. No, not gas. Okay. Electric. Electric. Okay. Well, apparently, gas powered leaf blowers are the devil. <laughs> Okay. Now this this story for two reasons: one, the noise that they create, but also the amount of pollution that they create okay. as a gas-powered two-stroke engine. And there are apparently many places that have already outlawed them, and the state of California is looking to be the first state to actually outlaw them. Now, when I first looked at this, I thought, well, this is just California people being soft. Mm. Because like the article starts with like they're discuss they're like these people gathering together on somebody's you know back terrace and one of the neighbors their gardeners blowing a, leaf, a gas powered leaf and I'm like oh that's awful that's just so mm-hmm. it's so bothersome I'm like oh you soft key word was gardener yeah anyway keep going yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But apparently, you know, there are, there are other areas like there are cities that that have you know, hundreds of cities and towns in the U.S., including Washington D.C., Burlington, Vermont, Houston, Palm Beach, Florida, Aspen, Colorado, and Highland Park, Illinois, have enacted restrictions on the use of leaf blowers. Those restrictions forbid forbidding gas-powered units, imposing decibel limits, and limiting what days one can use one. Fucking insane. It is. Look at their public transit system and you tell me how much fucking pollution is going up in the air by their buses. Like, it just, no, I'm serious. I, I mean, right. that's the thing. It's like, I get I get certain things, you know? Right. But, and I'm all about green living. Yeah. I am. You know, with cars and stuff like that. Right. But if you're not going to attack, you know, diesel buses, and you're going to go after leaf blowers, there's something fucking wrong with you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, seriously, the pollution that your factories put out, you know, yeah. versus now you're going after leaf blowers, Yeah. give me a fucking break. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that shit, shit like that like, drives me insane. Cause the, thing that dri- the, the thing that drives me insane is, like, you, you talk about, like, the noise pollution that it creates. The quote-unquote noise pollution. 
I mean, how long does one, does one run one? Yeah. Like, 15 minutes tops? Yeah. Like, you, are you that fucking delicate that you can't deal with that noise for 15 minutes? Like, when I, the, the apartments I lived in previously, like, they would come down with a, le- a, a gas-powered leaf blower to, you know, when they would do the lawns and stuff, they, you know, they would blow the leaves out down the hillside and shit. That was 15 minutes. It was loud. It was annoying. I'm not going to deny it. But it was 15 minutes. Right. It wasn't like they were there for two hours sitting outside my window just revving the fucking thing. Yeah. You know, 15 minutes, you got guys job done, he left. Well, then, then you have to also consider, too, is like... And I have nothing against the people that I'm getting ready to say this to. You know, not to, but about... Um, you know, they're talking about leaf blowers, but you know, 50% of the people on the street have Harleys. And so they fire at those Harleys loud, take off down the road loud. Do you know what I mean? If you were, you're talking about noise, but I don't think what I'm saying. Right. But I'm willing to bet the guy who's driving a Harley doesn't mind the sound of a leaf blower for 15 minutes. No guaranteed. Right now. Let me see if I can find him. But you're not going to go up to that guy with the Harley and say, hey, you know what? Calm it down. Can you just walk the bike to the end of the block? Yeah. Hey, come, come on. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, I just think there's bigger fish to fry than leaf blowers. No, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so they said, today... Operating the best-selling commercial lawnmower for one hour emits as much smog-forming pollution as driving the best-selling 2017 passenger car Toyota Camry about 300 miles. Approximately the distance from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. For the best-selling commercial leaf blower, one hour of operation emits smog forming pollution comparable to driving a 2017 Toyota Camry about 1,100 miles, approximately the distance from L.A. to Denver. Okay. So if you want to make leaf blowers, right, if you want this to change <clears throat> and you want your leaves done, you know what I mean? Right. Then you have to make a leaf blower with a battery that is going to last you all day. Yeah. And that technology is just not here. Because that's the problem is, okay, like. And then you have, and you cannot charge triple. Right. For that product. Right. Because the problem becomes, that guy, he's working on your property for 15 minutes. And he's working on the next property for 15 minutes. The next, like, he's getting in eight properties. That battery is not going to last him. it's not. You know. And, and. and All those yards. And to get a ba- to even buy a battery powered leaf blower, is going to cost you triple on what a regular leaf blower costs. Right. Right. Because the price. I mean, that's the whole thing with green, which truly pisses me off. If you want to grow green, if you want to go green, it's very expensive to do so. Right. Like solar power should not be that expensive. I, I have the that my electric lawnmower. Mm-hmm. That battery lasts an hour. Exactly. If I'm if I am at one hour and one minute, that bitch shuts down. Exactly. But you want these guys to right. not you, but right. what I'm saying is like in like, affluent neighborhoods and stuff like that, or people that have that pay people like me to cut their yards. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like... Because the other alternative is the old rake and bag method. Well, then you're paying me more. Right. And they said, you know, in Consumer Reports, it, 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 it will tell you that the leaf blower cuts that man that man manpower time down to like a third. Yeah. You know, like it's 15 minutes compared to an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, especially for leaves. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like... And I, I, I'm not saying it from the standpoint of, because like I, I have an electric lawnmower. But I chose an electric lawnmower for the simple reason that the maintenance on it is much easier than trying to deal with a regular lawnmower. Right. You know, I am lazy. <laughs> you know, that's why I went electric. You know, but at the same time, thank God my yard takes less than an hour to cut. Right. If I have three yards and I got to cut with an electric battery, ain't going to happen. No, because... Because that one hour of juice that I get from my from my electric lawnmower takes four hours to charge. Right. Just the technology is not up yeah. met up with the demand of these people wanting to have electric stuff. Right. And the price to go green is just very expensive. You, you know, it's just so funny how it's so funny how the world talks about going green. I mean, like popular government. You know yeah. what I mean? Going green, this, that, and the other, transforming, doing this, da 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 Well, don't make it out of people's price range. Exactly. You I, have to bring it into a price range that's every for everyday people. Yeah. Now, I mean, would I love to go solar? Yeah. Sure. Why is that technology still Astronom- astronomically high? Well, why is a hybrid so expensive? Even a used one. Right. Exactly. When I was looking at buying my car... Uh, a a hybrid of the same year, 2017 hybrid, was twice as much yeah. as the car that I bought. Right. And that and that hybrid also had twice as many miles. Right. So that's the thing. It's like you want to go green, but they're charging you fucking through the roof to do it. Yeah. You have to make it more accessible for people to be able to go green. You, you want this whole green thing going on. Especially with cars, right? Yeah. But you jack up the price twice as much. Yeah. People aren't going to buy that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are not going to buy that. I mean, I, I mean, if, like, for my car, I, I looked at Toyota Hybrid. Yeah. If I wanted to get a, a RAV4 Toyota Hybrid, and it, it's almost $9,000 more. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, you must be out of your mind. But that's the way it's, you know, that's the way my mind's telling me to go. Yeah. But my pocketbook's saying, no, no. Yeah, I mean, that was the same with me. No way. Like, I, I, I only, first, the thing I looked at was hybrids. Cause I thought, well, I mean, I, I should be able to afford one, and you know, it's good for the environment, and it's good, it's good for my pocket. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's less gas I'm putting in. It, it, it goes all around. I mean, it, it's, we're going from, you know, leaf blowers to rain catchers. Rain catchers are illegal. Yeah. Oh, don't even start on that shit. Now... <laughs> yeah. With that rain catcher, you can water all your flowers. Yeah. Or garden or whatever you want. Right. But in a lot of cities in America... Yeah, rain catchers are illegal. Are illegal. Yeah. Why are they illegal? Because they want you to use the water... Right. ...in order to pay your water bill... Right. ...to do all this crap with. Right. What a bunch of bullshit. Oh, I agree. That's water-saving technology. Yeah. 
That's water we don't have. I mean, we don't. This, yeah. this whole world is running out of water. Yeah. That's the next gold. I'm not. It's not a conspiracy theory. No. It is the next gold. Yeah, I've seen a couple of documentaries about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're now you're illegalizing rain catchers. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like this, the government just doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't. No. It it just they price people out of stuff that it would be good for the earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is something that shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like trying to save the earth, but we're gonna charge you triple to do it. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's fucking crazy. That is. That's fucking insanity. It's it's madness. Anyway. <laughs> but gas powered leaf blowers are bad. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, a, it's a t- the tip of the iceberg. That's like them. Like, say I'm just picking a town, Jefferson Hills. Yeah. They're gonna. No more gas gas uh, leaf blowers. Uh, they're the worst. They're yeah. illegal in the township. Can't use them. But the Claritin Coke Works can just fucking spew yeah. out all the <laughs> bullshit they want to. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Or the factory down the road in yeah. the middle of Illinois. Yeah. That can absolutely decimate yeah. the environment with pollution. Yeah. Eat. But we're going to fucking cut the gas leaf blowers out. Eat. And while you're at it, let's get rid of the Aquanet just all together. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's Ed- just ridiculous. Edgar Thompson can blow out as much shit as they want to. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't use a leaf blower. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. That that's the problem. I mean, that's that's the problem with society. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to clean energy. Right. And but the funny thing is the funny thing is I know people on the other side who are like you are taking away jobs with every single restriction you put on Claritin Coke Works and Edgar Thompson. You are taking away jobs because it's costing them too much money to operate based upon the restrictions that you're putting on them for their emissions and shit. I, I, like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be devil's advocate, but I have seen the other side of that argument from friends of mine who work there who get pissed about these stories that come out about pollution rates coming out of Claret, and they're like, well, it, they're, they're creating jobs. Okay. But are you living in Claret? No. <laughs> right. But I mean... You're living in North Huntington. You're no. living far away from the pollution. You talk to the people that live near the Claret. Well, yeah. But those people are the ones that are working there, though. Well, I'm talking like people living in Liberty Borough, Lincoln Borough. Okay, all right. Like, I'm not talking about people living in North Huntington. I'm talking about people living in, like, Liberty and Lincoln and Glassport Damn. who are saying, you know, yeah, that... That, that smell of rotten eggs is good because you know what that is? That's money. Yeah. Nah, I get it. Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid going to school. I mean, retrofitting your pollution stacks, I don't see that as a... Especially if, it, if government helps them do it. No. Do you, you understand what I'm I saying? Understand, I understand what you're saying. I understand, I understand where you and I are coming from, but I hear their argument as well. Yeah. And their argument is, for every time you put restrictions like that on on these mills, jobs are going away. Why? 
Well, I don't know. I don't know the, I, I'm, I don't know the intricacies of all this, oh, but I'm just. I'd I like know that's, to know the intricacies. Yeah, but that's what they'll tell you. Like you put the, these restrictions, cost jobs. Okay. Well, I want to know what why. Because I'll just go to Japan or I'll go to China. They ain't going anywhere. Why? 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 Why would if they did if they retrofitted those? Because the price of American steel goes up based upon these restrictions. Because hmm. it costs more to make the steel. Whereas you can just buy cheaper still from China. Okay. That's the argument. And who put the steel in China to begin with? Oh, that was us. Okay. I'm just... Yeah. No, I mean, I, mean, I know that. I, I mean, you know... I, I, I just want that on the that, table. But that's what they'll tell you. Yeah. yeah no, you I know. get it. I just, I just made sure that was right. on the table. Yeah. yeah who, who put the steel mills in? Well, U.S. Steel did. Mm. Yeah. Who put the mills in Mexico? And, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the U.S. Steel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. Yeah. Just making sure. I know that. And you know that. Yeah. But, you know. Okay. The American mill worker doesn't care about that. Yeah. It's taking its money off of their table. Yeah. Again. I'm just bringing up the point because I know it's there. Yeah, I know. I you know. know. I'm trying not to go, go too far. I know. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's step away from pollution. Yeah, it's a big political issue for me. Yeah. Especially steel mills. And not steel mills and not the workers. It's the corporation. Right. In the U.S. government. Well, okay. That's, that's, I mean, like, we have these supply chain issues. You know. Like, last year at this time, when I would go grocery shopping, my grocery shopping list has not changed in a year. Right. Okay. Same thing. Same, I buy the same thing every Saturday when I go grocery shopping. Mm. In that year's time, my, my grocery shopping list has gone from being about $60 a week to $90 a week. Yep. $30 increase in what I'm buying. Hasn't changed. Oh, and by the way... Sometimes it's hard to find the Gatorade I want to drink. All right. Because it's not always in stock. Yeah. You know, so there's also that issue. But still, my, my grocery list hasn't changed, but my price has gone up 30 bucks. What the fuck? Right. You know, now, some short-sighted person would say, well, thanks, Joe Biden. You know, because that's always a Democratic issue. Is, you know, prices of shit goes up. But, you know... There's a lot more at work here. Like, right. I do believe there is some price gouging taking place. Oh, yeah. You know. For sure. You know. But they won't investigate that bullshit. No. And they should. Right. I mean, why someone... <laughs> why someone pay, is paying $7 for a pound of bacon... Yeah. ...is fucking insane. I put that shit back when I saw the price. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. Pork. Yeah. Pork is one of the cheapest things that you can buy for meat in a grocery store. Right. Always has been. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like loins, chops, stuff like that. Um, it's cheap, cheapest meat. Yeah. Chuck roast, same thing. Yeah. Cheapest meat, cheapest beef cut you can buy. Well, not anymore. No. But normally, chuck roast is the cheap. Yeah. The cheap, cheap boy. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Now Chuck Roast is like twenty dollars. It's like fifteen ninety nine a pound or something. Yeah, shit like that. Oh yeah, not that much, but eight dollars, right. nine dollars a pound. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, like, I, it just doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, you're trying. You feed a family of five. Yeah, can. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah. Without having astronomical grocery bills. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah, but it never used to be like that. I agree. Like, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, I I'm not talking like 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm talking too. Well, you're talking too. I'm talking I'm, like 99 cents a pound for ground meat was only about yeah, eight like, years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just talking like in a one in a one year period, my grocery bills increased $30. But what's going on in the farmland? Yeah. Like, why... Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I think I read somewhere where, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know where I read this. But, like, some kind of chicken, like frozen chicken, whether it's wings or, or boneless or whatever. Yeah. It gets cut here, shipped overseas, packaged and frozen and sent back. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. And we could be paying Americans to do that here in factories. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, why are we sending so much stuff out just to have it come back here and then getting taxed on the shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we're paying for it. Right. You know what I mean? I just... What's going on in the middle of the country? You know what I mean? Is it... We have... Farmland out the wazoo. Look at middle of Pennsylvania. Well, well, what's going on? Why are we getting beef and like? I don't know. I think we should just start buying local. <laughs> yeah, all local. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's it's, it's frustrating because I mean, like, big stores should just be buying local from local farmers. Yeah, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's. You know, I mean, there's, you know, we're going down a rabbit hole. I know, I know. <laughs> but it just, it's like, it's frustrating. Because, like, my, my, my grocery list hasn't changed. It's just some of the shit's getting harder to find. Right. You know, like, why is Gatorade so fucking hard to find? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What are they, are they withholding? Yeah. And not putting it out? Like, it never fails. I mean, I go, I, I, I usually buy like 12 Gatorades, either fruit punch or grape, mm-hmm. sometimes orange, mm-hmm. you know, and it like never fails. It's like the, the cupboard's bare. Yeah. Or they have like four or five, you know, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, I shouldn't have to drive around from store to store to store to get 12 Gatorades. No. No, you shouldn't. No. You know, but that's what I'm like. I'm, you know, today on my way here, I stopped at the Dollar General here because uh-huh. I knew, well, I'll, I'll bet they have some in stock. And luckily, I mean, they had 10. Right. They're all grape, but I, I bought all 10 of them. See, I, I, that's why I, a couple of years ago, that's why I started shopping at Aldi's. Because yeah. I know I can get cheaper meat. Yeah. And I can get cheaper produce. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's off-brand, like crackers and stuff yeah. like that. But 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're off-brand Triscuit taste. That's as good as Triscuit. I'm saving 40% on my grocery bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big store chains. What's the point? I'm not going to go. Why would I pay four ninety nine for under a pound of blueberries? Yeah. When I can get it all these for $2. Right. No, I agree with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're saying, oh, two bucks, but... Two bucks is two bucks. When you start adding up all the things in that cart and I'm saving 40% on my groceries... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go to Aldi's. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where I'm going to order from. Yeah. Um, I don't... There's just a lot of things I don't understand about grocery, period. Yeah. I don't understand why we're fucking getting fucking catfish and shrimp from Thailand and Vietnam. Yeah. I don't get it. It's called the fucking Gulf Coast. Why why are we not getting Gulf Coast shrimp? Right. They're there. Yeah. They fish for them every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do I got to get my shrimp from fucking Vietnam? Yeah. Right? And that shit isn't inspected. Yeah. Oh, they say it. It's not. Yeah. I don't trust that FDA. Yeah. Not the, it, No conspiracy theory. I'm just saying I don't yeah. trust shrimp from Vietnam. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. The fish, like tilapia, they, they sit in cesspools. Yeah. I've seen documentaries on these, yeah. on this shit. Yeah. Catfish and shit like that. They sit in cesspools eating their own filth. Yeah. And that's what you're ingesting into your body. Yeah. Versus, you know, shrimp right out in the ocean. Yeah. Natural, fresh caught, you know. But it's hard, it's hard pressed to find good Gulf Coast shrimp. And, you know, and I know in Pennsylvania, but there's ways to free shrimp and package it and ship it through oh, yeah. your, our United States trucking system. Yeah. Um, or flight. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's more expensive to buy Gulf Coast shrimp than it is to buy fucking shrimp from Vietnam. Right. You tell me. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's in-house. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cheaper. Yeah. It's like me ordering a belt from Target versus me ordering a belt from England. Yeah. The belt from England is going to cost me thirty dollars. The yeah. belt from Target is going to cost me twelve. Yeah. That should be the same way in the United States. Right. There's just a lot of. I mean, from grocery shopping, I do a lot of it, and so does the family. But why are we paying this much money for groceries that are in the house? I concur. But, yeah. Oranges from Florida. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Unless there's a freeze. Right. I get the price of oranges should go up in freeze time. Right. But why am I paying this much now for oranges? Not now, but I mean. Right. In, in season, why am I paying that much for sunkissed oranges? Yeah. Shouldn't have to. I'm not saying they shouldn't make money. I mean, that's a business. That's what right. they do. But they shouldn't be gouging at the same time. Right. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Groceries hit hard because I have a big family. Right. So I know exactly what the prices of things are. Right. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I, I understand that. Like, I, I get that because, like, it, it, like I said, I mean, you know, I, the one. I'm, I'm tired of the talk and the, it needs solved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Solved. I, I'm tired of years of talks about things and yeah the farmer's crisis and solve it yeah you know what i mean right. don't beat around the bush quit getting shit from all these foreign fucking countries yeah solve the problem 
and like feed your feed your country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For be, a reasonable amount. Be fucking independent. Yeah. You have people that will work in these factories. They will. Well. Thanks, COVID. No. Yeah. But I mean, like, there are people that will work. Yeah. Put them to work. Pay them. Get the product out. Yeah. Let's be independent. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Off the box. I contributed. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just... Some things just really irritate me. And yeah. That, and that's one of them. Yeah. I don't think Americans should be gouged for their food. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. But, you know, we'll send $2 billion in relief to another country. Yeah. That's what kills me. Yeah. Okay, no more politics. No, no, no we're done. Okay. Wrapping that up. Down the hall and to the left. Get starving in our own country, but we'll, we'll help them. Yeah. Ugh. I don't want to go there. Alright, so... To actually get to something nerdy... Yeah, right. <laughs> well... Before we wrap up... Um, I saw an interview with... Uh, Lord and Miller. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Okay. Now, for those of you who, who say... Well, those names sound familiar, but I don't know where I know them from... Oh, they're, they're big time filmmakers. They did, you know, 21 Jump Street. They did the Lego movie. They did the aborted Solo movie. Yep. <laughs> okay. They were fired from Solo. Yeah. Okay. So, they're doing interviews. I, I, okay, they, they, they have a movie coming out. And um, they, they were asked about, like, it's been five years. What, what are your thoughts on Solo? And, um... And the good news is they can take away what, what you learned. They can't take away what you learned. We learned so much. We got to work with the greatest people. We made so many friends. We put what, in admission, we call pencil miles under our belts. And it made us better filmmakers in the long run. So in a funny way, there were some negative emotions associated with that. But the way I feel about it now, like I feel about all these projects, which, which is you're just trying to become better and learn and collaborate with people, and that doesn't go away. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they didn't, like, I, mean, they, I guess clear they probably came away from it with a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure, like, you got fired. You were told what you were doing was 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 a poor was poor work, and you had to be let go. Right. You know, and you were replaced by the great Ron Howard. Right. You know, um, but like, unlike jo like like Josh Trask, who like after his Fantastic Form abomination, is still like, oh, it's not my fault. It sounds like they're kind of like, yeah, we don't want to admit guilt, but at the same time, boy, we learned a lot from that experience. Yeah. I also heard them talking about, like, yeah, we can still watch Star Wars. It's just weirder now to watch because we know how the sausage is made. Yeah, yeah. Like, we see things like there was stuff that we had come up with for our movie that, well, it didn't get used in our movie or, you know, or the solo movie. It got used somewhere else, like in The Mandalorian. Or, hey, that was our idea. You know, right. so it's like interesting, like how things like that kind of like 
show up. And, uh, but I, I found it interesting that they were just kind of like, yeah, uh, we learned from it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd love to hear him just say, like, yeah, we fucked up. Yeah. We, we should have known better. <laughs> right. We didn't. We fucked up. And, uh, but we learned from it. Right. And we're better filmmakers for it. Like, could you imagine that? What's that? Like, I mean, it's one thing to be fired. Like, I've, I've been fired. I'm pretty sure you've been fired. Uh, you know, like, and that feels like shit. Sure. Like, I felt like shit when I got fired. Like, I failed. Yeah. Like, no matter what I thought, like, I, I knew deep down I had failed at that, that job. Right. And, it, you know, like, I'm not somebody... And I've seen people like, oh, well, they're just out to get me. You know, they, they didn't like me. I, I, I pull, I, I, you know, I, I was this, I was that, you know, politics, blah, blah, blah. Well, at the end of the day, if you're good at your job, they're going to put up with your bullshit. Yeah. You know, clearly you weren't good at your job, and that's why you were fired. Yeah. You, at the end of the day, you failed, but also you were a pain in the ass while you were there, apparently. Right, right. You know, surprise. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. whereas like with me, at the end of the day, like when I got fired from that 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 particular job, I look myself in the face and say, "Well, yeah, you failed at this. You you fucked it up. Yeah, you know, nobody else did. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I wonder, like for them, is that how they feel? Like at the end of the day, like well, we were fired from this job. How do I feel about that? Right. right. Like you know, am I? When I look myself in the fit in the mirror, am I gonna say to myself like, "Okay, I failed. It's not their fault. It's my fault, and this is what I need to do to change and learn from this." Or, or are they kind of like, "Yeah, fuck those guys. They just didn't like what we were doing, and they didn't know. They couldn't see our grand vision, and you know, fuck them. We learned from it. We're moving on. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?" Cause that's kind of how I feel. Like it sounds like like it, it, that's how it sounds to me. Like when I, when I read the article, I even listened to the interview a little bit. And like in the interview, like, they still kind of smarmy about like, oh yeah, we made great friends, and you know, they get to work at the creature shop, and you know, all this cool stuff we got to do, and it's just like, yeah, just yeah. admit it. It does admit you fucked up, please. Yeah, but you learn. Yeah, you know. They. No, they probably won't, but that's Hollywood too. Like, I, I'm sure that's part of like, you know, that Hollywood mentality of like, yeah, oh, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> right. They, you know, we were sending them dailies. They should have known what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. You know, we weren't hiding shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They were too busy with, with The Last Jedi. <laughs> right. You know, not my problem. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a, a write-in um, from our new friend of the show, uh, Luther. Nice. Better known to his friends as Cheeto. Yes. He writes in, Really enjoyed the newest episode recorded at the Nerd Corner. Well, thank you. 
the interview with Terry on Austin was really interesting. It was. We want to thank him and, and his lovely lady for joining us. Yeah. Um, we had, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. And it's always fun being at the Nerd Corner. Yeah. And we're going to be there again, I think, February 26th. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I am not a fantasy card gamer. I am a lover of console gaming. Currently in my living room, I have an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4. And in my rec room, I have one wall set up, Xbox 360, and the HD DVD player for it, an original Xbox. And on the other side of the room, I have an old CRT TV with a Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1, Sega Genesis, with the 32X adapter and base converter for the Master Game System games. A Sega Dreamcast with multiple controllers, VMUs, light gun, fishing reel controller, etc. And lastly, an Atari 2600. Mm. All set up and ready to turn on and select the input on the TV. Well, that is a setup, my friend. You mm. are a... Uh, Gamer. Yeah, that's, that's about as hardcore as you can get. <laughs> right. I mean, all you had, like, if you have a Wii U, yeah. <laughs> you know, because about 10 people have one of those, <laughs> including Nancy. <laughs> um, so anyways, listening to the episode got me all nostalgic about gaming. Cool show, guys. Thanks. No problem. Well, thank you, Cheeto. That was a fun conversation. Yeah. He really seemed to get into that, too. Yeah, he was, he loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I got, that, that went deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, sir, is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings? No, man, I'm good. Good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, I guess that's an email, like like uh, Luther here does. Uh, that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. Uh, we're very, very easy to find. And we are also on a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you'll find all the great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. Uh, it's... Uh, Touching that you'll spend an hour and a half listening to our hijinks and or shenanigans each and every week. <laughs> and so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>